0: August 2nd, 2022. We're in Masechet, Sanhedrin, and Avtsadizayana Mudbet. If you count from the top of the page down, it's 19 lines down, and it's the third word on the line. The first word on the line is Shana, third word on the line, Tanya. Tanya is a Beraita. Tanya, Binatan, Omer, Mikraze, Nokeb, veyored Ad Tehom. The following Pasuk pierces and descends all the way to the depths. In other words, explains Rashi, it's going to describe the period during which, from the top of the page, big oh, nineteen yeah. from the top, yeah, it's going to describe the period of time during which Mashiach will come, and it's going to be so cryptic, so difficult to discern, to crack the mystery. It's so to speak the same way the depths we imagine there are these eternal depths. So too, if you think you're going to interpret this pasuk. You just have an infinite of time ahead of you with regards to trying to crack the code. What does the pasuk say? The pasuk says, The pasuk effectively says, there are parts of it in the song, and yeah. parts of it in Harambam's... Uh, 13 of uh, 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 13 Ikare emuna. What Pasuk seems to be describing is there's going to be, and what you have to uh, look forward to is just uh, looking forward to. That's exactly what you're going to have to go through. Yeah, he'll ultimately come. It's not going to be a failed mission, but it's hard, if not impossible, to crack the code as to, quote, when Mashiach is coming, says the Gemara, or says Rabbi Nathan. you should know that statement that I just made, that it's going to be really difficult, if not impossible, to figure out this date, this time period, is loker It's not like the other rabbis, of whom we're going to read some of them now, they looked for dirashot and pesukim to try to determine, to try to be mehashevet hakes, to try to determine what the end of times will be. For example, Shayud dorshin, they had the following pasuk. Pasuk in Sefer Daniel has the following words in it. Ad idan so the Pasuk mentions this word idan, kind of three times. Idan means time. So it says the time, and then in plural it says the times. So we're imagining that as two times the time. And then it says uflag, that's half, idan, of the time. What time would we be referring to? So the understanding of Rashi, interpreting the Gemara is that the time is the time of Galut Misrayim. So to speak, Kakadosh Baruch in this Nebuah of, of Daniel is describing there's going to be the time of Misraim with regards to Galut. So you're going to have that. That's 400 years. And then in addition to that, you'll have Idanin. You'll have two times 400. So you have 800 plus 400. You're up to 1,200. And then you're going to have Flag Idan, half of 400. An extra 200, if you add all that up, that's 1,400 years. The description is going to be one in which you need to wait from the first exile, from the first galut, 1,400 years. And at that juncture, you'll have the kids. At that time, you'll have Mashiach. Of course, we're, we're, we're past that at this point. But that's really the point of Rabinatan. Natan says, don't play with this, that derasha. Is uh, in his mind negated by his original one. Is as the Pasuk says, you need to just continuously wait. You're not going to be able to crack this code. But that's the first opinion with regards to determining with 1400 years. And it's furthermore, and it's likewise not like Rabi Shahiyat Doresh, he had the following derasha. Pasuk says in Tehillim, He echaltem dim'a, vatashkem shalish. Pasuk, the last word shalish. He reads not as shalish, which means an abundance of tears, but rather as shlish, three times. And as a result, explains Rashi, he takes 400 years of exile in Egypt, 70 years, as which was the exile of the Galut after the first destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, that's 470 together, and he multiplies that by three, because he's reading that word shalish in the Pasuk morning, as shlish, three times, what does that render for us? 1,400... And ten, ten, ten. that's it's right. Almost, oh, almost oh. Report, yeah. yes. similar, to the first one, but adds a little bit on. We're still not there. We still didn't get it then either. Velo akiva. And furthermore, the statement of Rabbi Nathan, that if you think you're going to crack this while well, you're on that journey into the depths, in the same way the depths are endless, so too your attempt to figure out the, uh, the to be mehashiv the ketz. Is going to be endless. It's not like Rabbi Akiva. But look at Rabbi Akiva. Shahiyad doresh. The of Rabbi Akiva is od ahat meati, v'anim marigisha teshamayim v'taaretz. And so the pasuk describes this just a bit more of some sort of kabod that you'll have and then I'll bring noise to the heavens and earth. And the Gemara doesn't fully spell out exactly what Rabbi Akiva saw in that, but you should know, you should know this is a reference not to when we're getting, so to speak, Mashiach, but rather to the time period during which we had some Kabot. We had a period of time during which we had a run where things were pretty good for us. And as a result, the vision of this Pasuk is, in, in, in the eyes, I guess, of this Benaytay, is, Malchut Rishon, Shib'im Shana, the first Malchut was uh, seventy years. That's Malchut Bet Hashmonaim. That's uh, second Bet Amikdash time. We had a strength, a stronghold. That's seventy years. Malchut Sheniya, the second monarchy and kingship we had, was that of Hordus of Herod. Hamishi fifty-two years. Malchut then Koziba, and then Bar Kochva in the time of Rabbi Akiva, he believed was Mashiach, how much did he get? Shetei shani, Which means to say effectively what the Gemara is stating over here is, you should know that was a run. That was an effective run. That's not describing the time during which Mashiach is coming per se. If anything, that's describing the time during which we had strength. But the time during which Mashiach is coming, I'm not gonna really be able to figure that one out, says Rabbi Natan. I'm sorry, Ben It's two and a half years. Says the Gemara, okay, while we're dealing with this, the Pasuk did say that first Pasuk that Rabbi Natan cited, it had that with those words in it, Vyafeah Lakets. And to be menapeah means to dry out in some way or fashion. And so as a result, the derasha over here will be on those words. Ketz, of course, means the specific time. We're envisioning that as the time of Mashiach. Says, what does it mean when the Pasuk says this something about drawing out, bringing forth the death of Ketz? And there won't be, uh, you know, we won't, uh, we won't let down in this. Amar Rav Shemuel Bar Amar Atzman You know that the bones and the self of those who determine and attempt to figure out when the ketz will be, those, so to speak, that we've been reading about on this page, on other pages in the Gemara, in which they envision and think that they've determined the time of Mashiach, It's, it's a harsh statement, Their bones should rot. They should die. Why so? What's wrong with (laughs) that? Because after all, what they led people to say, or maybe even they themselves, once the time that they coordinated arrived, and Mashiach wasn't here, the redemption hadn't been present, (laughs) they say to one another, and they say to themselves, Mashiach is not coming. So there's an inherent danger the statement in our Gemara, which we touched on in the past. When you give a particular time, and we know this until today, you let down people when everyone assumes that you have it figured out. If you're so determined that I have this figured, so of course might beg the question: What about all those tanaim we just saw? Tipahatzman. <laughs> The easiest answer is those Tanaim were not doing it and making clear, this is the time and if Mashiach doesn't come, he's not coming. They were trying to determine, they were trying to figure it out, they're not understanding the Nebuah per se. But if you have such a statement, and it's dangerous, Haram Ba makes this clear in one or two places, to talk to the people and to give them that sort of hope and to be giving them time periods and specific dates, It's very dangerous when that time period and specific date arrives. If Mashiach is in here, you've turned off the people. You may have inspired them for some period, but you now turn them off. They assume it's not coming, and they lose a lot of their faith. Rather, you should instead be waiting for him. As the Pasuk says, if he's he's, uh, uh, tardying, if he's late... Just wait for him. anu mehakim eno mehake. Perhaps your claim will be now. Well, we're waiting for him. Is borei alam HaKadosh gadol who, so to speak, invested in this? Does he have a vested interest in Mashiach, or is this just our nonsense? Answer the question. Tamud lamar. That's what the pasuk says separately in Yeshayahu. V'la'chin yehake Adonai lehananchem. V'la'chin yarum lerahamchem. So the Pasuk so describes, so to speak, Baruch, who's anticipating. He too is looking forward. So don't get let down. You're looking forward. You're waiting. But Kivyachol Al Alam is not interested. He's busy with other matters. Well, the Pasuk is hinting to us. He's also counting down, so to speak, looking forward to the day of Mashiach, says the Gemara. Wait a second. So we're looking forward to it. And he, with a capital H, is looking forward to it. Uh, and, and Mashiach is in here. HaKadosh Baruch Hu notices, if we're doing this properly, that we're waiting, that we're looking for this, that we're searching and seeking and wanting Mashiach. Mm-hmm. And he too is waiting and anticipating and searching and seeking and looking forward to him. So then who's holding this up? Answers the Gemara, The, uh, the attribute of HaKadosh Baruch Hu of, of din, of absolute rigidity of law and justice without being able to have any flexibility, without being able to say, listen, you might not be deserving. The time not, might not be the right time, but I can bring it anyway, which of course we as parents, I assume, oftentimes tap into a Midat HaRachamim, says the Gemara, it's Midat HaDin, Kevyechola HaKadosh Baruch Hu is governing this issue with a strict letter of the law um, characteristic and uh, and dominance. Says the Gemara, Vechim hashem Shemidat HaDin me'akevet, so now I have the flip question. I asked you a moment ago what's going on. We're looking forward. Hagadoshbar, who's looking forward? It's not coming, so what's the issue? The answer is mitatadin. Well, if there's this mitatadin issue, anu Lama mihakin. So then what are we waiting for? We're not going to be able to pull this off. We're only we able to pull this off when we change something. What's the idea of waiting? Waiting for what? Uh, you're not changing anything. Answers the Gemara le kabil to receive reward. She um, praiseworthy is all those who wait for him. And well, what sort of statement is that? The Gemara's punchline over here is the reason we're anticipating, and we're commanded and instructed to wait and think about and seek out Mashiach, even though effectively, unless we change, it's not coming, because that meet oh, but The way I understand this Gemara is very much along the lines of points we've talked about on more than one occasion, and that is, Oftentimes, if not always, it's important for us in life to have set a goal and a mission which is not fully achievable. You wanna have certain segments along the way that are achievable, but your ultimate goal, your vision for what success will be for you, financially, spiritually, religiously, emotionally, you want that to be a pie-in-the-sky vision. You want to say to yourself, I would like to know all of Talmud by the end of this year. Ah, come on, you have business, you have family, you have this. That's right, you're not actually gonna achieve it, but if that's your mindset, that's who you are, that becomes your definition of your character. I'm going to be successful with regards to this business, I'm going to expand it beyond anything that it's seen in the many years, in the decades that it's existed. Come on, you think you're going to do that in a year, in two years? And you think with your skills, how are you can? To... But if that's my vision, if that's who I am, that in turn changes qualitatively anything and everything I'm going to be involved with. That's what I think the statement in the Gemara is. If you're a person who says, eh, is not coming, it changes the type of person you are. The Kabbalat Sakhar is defining who you are as a human being. I'm a Person who's searching and seeking and waiting for Mashiach. I want the best of times. I want the world to reach a moment of ihud Hashem, of, of a, a realization of Umale'a Haaretz Layam Mechasim. Is it going to take place tomorrow? I'd like it to, but come on, be honest with yourself and with us. The statement of the Gemara is that's the Kabbalah Tzachah, because again, that defines who you are. It says the Gemara, Amar Lo Pachot Alma, Mitaltin Vishita sadike, de mekabele a There's a very famous statement which is right here. And that is that the world has no less than 36 righteous people. Have you ever heard of the 36 Sadiqim? Yeah. It's just And who are they? What's their, what's their you know, so to speak, their position? They're able to receive, quote unquote, the face of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, of the Shekhinah. So each generation has implanted within it the people who are Ra'ui for Kabbalata Shekhinah, for the days of Mashiach. Every generation, every generation. Every generation. Thirty-six, lo Pahot alma. The world will always have. Not the total, chol dara, chol dara means in every generation. Shine as the pasuk says, Ashre kol hoche lo. And the derasha of that word, that last word, lo, those who are waiting and anticipating the coming of Mashiach, lamid vav, says the Gemara, lo be gematria, if you count the numerical value, lamid, of course, is 30, vav is 6, taltin veshitahavu, havu, that's 36, says the Gemara, is that really so? There's really only 36 of these statured people in each generation, Beholdara. dara, ini, is it really so? I thought there were a whole lot more, vaha amar rava, didn't Rava state Dara De Tamne Sare Alfa So to speak, the area that surrounds Hakadosh Baruch Hu is eighteen thousand parsaot, and the vision is that's a place which quote unquote will be filled with these righteous ones who are receiving him, who are meriting to that moment of Kabbalat The derasha we'll read in a moment is from Pesukim and Yehoshkail. The Pesukim in the end of Yehoshkail describe Yerushalayim in the future, the third Mikdash, so to speak. But the derasha is the same way that there's this description of that Mikdash, which is very hard to read in the Pesukim and understand. So too, quote unquote, there's this existence. In the supernal, in the heavenly realm of Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Shene Emar, as the pasuk says in Yecheskel, Saviv Shemona Asar Aleph, Yom Hashem Shema. So the pasuk describes surrounding God. There's this eighteen thousand parsaot space. That means there's a lot more room than thirty-six. You know, imagine uh, watching a scene in the middle of something. If everyone's crowded around it, so there might only be room for 36 people to watch it. If it's really spread out, if this uh, if this game, if this play is taking place on a big court, on a big stage, there's the opportunity for many more people to be involved. In turn, the Derashah is there's room for 18,000, at least, says the Gemara. Lakashya, there's no contradiction. Had it so says the Gemara, it's a difference between the status and the level of each of these sadikim. In the eyes of the Chachamim, they talk about this in several places, there's two ways of having a Hazon e Nebuah. You can have one that's Aspaklaria, which so to speak is that um that, that bridge, that, that um that separation in vision. You're looking through a window that is so to speak an aspaklaria over there. I'm not able to able to really see it. So when I'm looking through the window, it can be obscured. I see it, but I see shadows and I see um, I see I see different images and I see the light beaming off. I'm not able to actually see it clearly. That's sheena mira. aspaklaria miira means I see it with all all clarity, with no barriers, with no bridges and intermediaries. The statement of the Gemara then is the thirty-six that Abaye was talking about, they're able to perceive and receive Hakadosh Baruch Bas Baklaria. The 18,000 space, oh, that's for people who are going to receive him. That's not to say that they're not high level. They're certainly high level. They're able to perceive and connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu on a level of But ultimately speaking, it doesn't negate the higher status, the back seats, the courtside seats of those 36, we we'll have an Aspaklaria Meira. Says the Gemara, Umi Nefishet But wait a second. Is it really that much? Nefishet means bountiful. Is the number really that big? Eighteen thousand on Aspaklaria Shena <laughs> The Ha Amar Amar Bi Mishum Shimon Bar Yochai. Ra'iti Bnei Aliyah Vehen Muatin. Famous statement of Bi Shimon Bar Yochai is, I saw. Thank you. I saw bene Aliyah. Bnei Aliyah refers to those who are able to ascend, those who are able to go up. In other words, he's referring to the special people in each generation. It says Rashbi and Mu'atim. There's very few of them. In Edef, if there are a thousand, now the number of thousand is much less than space for 18,000. Uh, if there are a thousand on this generation, in each generation, in history of some sort, of people who are those b'nei aliyah, me, says Rabbi Shimon bar Yochai, and my son, we're amongst those. But I'm not sure. The number might even be smaller with regards to these b'nei aliyah. If there are a hundred, still, we're a part of that. It sounds like something like Abraham and Sidon. No, I don't know why. With regards to the numbers. The numbers of people, if they're good, if they're... Uh, Interesting. Interesting. I don't. I don't. You know, you'll have to parse together yeah, for me why why you, he's doing that. Not yeah. 15, just it, so. yeah. 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 Im um, If there are only two, ani I and my son are those two. Me and my son are those two. Now, that was the statement in the Gemara. Without fully understanding exactly why Bishimun by is making these claims with regards to how many, and he and his son, and so on and so forth. But he's more than anything bemoaning the spiritual state of the people. And he's saying, at most, I can imagine there's a thousand. I'm not even sure. There might only be a hundred. There might only be two. He says, Gemara, where'd you come up with this number of 18,000? It's way too big. La-Kashya says the Gemara, Ayele be-bar, hadda'ayele be-lo-bar. There's still a distinction between entrance. You might even be talking about an aspa klaria me or mi'ira, But there's another stature. There's another level. And that is whether you're entering with bar or not. Rashi interprets the word bar as permission. So to speak, he's talking about those who can enter without permission. They don't need to be beseeching and waiting for the moment. They're able to, quote-unquote, see uh, at will, as, a, as opposed to the larger number, the 18,000, as uh, de ayele bar. They would need that permission. There's more barriers still. Alternatively, Yad Ramah says, but the word bar in Aramaic always means son. Perhaps it's a reference to those who go in with their son as opposed to those who go in without their son, and there's a certain stature and level to someone who both he and the second generation are on that level beyond others. Says the Gemara Amar Rav Kalu Kol All of those end times, they're over. They've come and gone, we've predicted, we've anticipated. They're done. The only way we're going to be able to pull this Mashiach thing off is with teshubah, with repentance and masim tovim. There's no longer those hopes and plans that we had, that God has the specific date. Not there any longer. The only way we're going to do this is if we change ourselves. Shmuel, amar. Shmuel disagrees with Rav, and his statement is instead, And his statement is instead, Dayot, it's enough. chalas, for the person who is mourning to stand with their mourning. In other words, I hear what you're saying, Krav. Those times have gone and passed. I hear what you're saying. It's dependent upon us. You really think God's just going to keep mourning forever? Let's say we don't merit it. Let's say we don't pull this off. You don't think he's going to do something? You think he wants to be standing in that Avelut, in that mournful state forever? says the Gemara, this mahluket between Rav and Shemuel is kitana'eh. It's really a mahluket between Tanaim. Tanaim are the rabbis from the Mishnah. And the Beraitot. And as a result, the Gemara says this mahluket is really an earlier mahluket between Rabbi Azer and Beoshua. says the Beraita, Rabbi Li'ezer, Omer, Im Yisrael, osin teshuba Nigalim. Vimlav en nigalim. If Am Yisrael does Teshubah, if we repent, geulah Mashiach. If not, not going to happen. That's the opinion of Rav. Amar le'rbio shua, le'rbio shua. Responsibility is, and he says, really? Im en nigalim. You're telling me if we don't do Teshubah, God's never going to redeem us? No, not possible. Ela, God will intervene. He'll bring us to it he'll bring forth a difficult king, a, a king who persecutes, a king who treats harshly his constituents. <laughs> his decrees will be as difficult as Haman. As a result, Yisrael, It's true, we'll need the Teshubah, but it'll be inspired, manipulated by God. That's the counterclaim of Rabbi Yoshua. Says the Gemara, this issue really continued between Rabbi Li'ez and Rabbi Joshua. Each of them brought Pesukim to support their opinion. Again, Rabi Li it's only dependent upon us. God's not getting involved. Rabbi Yehoshua, what are you talking about? There's going to be a certain point where God just pulls this off. Tanya, idath another beraitah. Rabili Li Omer, im Yisrael, osim teshubah, The only way we're going to be able to pull this off is if we do teshubah. Shene imar, as the pasuk says, shuvu banim shovvim. My wayward children, do teshubah, return, come back. I will, in turn, heal all of your issues. So again, the statement is, first your Teshubah, and then I'll heal. Amar lo Rabbi Yoshua, says Rabbi Yoshua, no, come on, that's one pasuk. Don't we have another pasuk, which says, K'choa amar Adonai, nimkartem, velo tiga'alu. Hinam kartem pasuk say for free you were sold. You didn't make any money when you sold yourselves to Avodat kochavim. However, the way that you'll have the Ge'ulah won't cost you anything either. In other words, you won't need to do the Tishubay Ma'asim Tobim. Will it help? Of course it'll help, but ultimately speaking, God is going to bring the redemption. Am I to be B'Yoshua. goes back to the Yoshua. He says, "I have another pasuk. Again, the is trying to prove that any Israel nigalin elah betishuba ma'asim tovim va'lo Shuvu elai The only way that I'm going to come to you is if you come to me. I'm not bringing this forth. I'm not taking the first steps. Kiv says, God. Am I to be Yoshua? says to him, "I have a counter pasuk for that as well. Va'lo Alternatively, the Pasuk says, In the Pasuk continues to say the following: says, uh, well, 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 Look for the Pasuk describes God as gathering us. I'm going to take one of you from here, and two of you from there, and so forth, which means to say that it's not just your doing. God's gonna be involved. He's gonna be bringing this forth. Doesn't the Pasuk say, The only way you'll have your Yeshua is with Teshubah. That's how you'll have your Yeshua. The Pasuk says that God says the following statement, and so forth. So the Pasuk has the following statement. The pasuk has, those who are the lowest, the bazui, those are the mitu'avim, God's promises, I'm going to redeem them. No, I thought he's only going to redeem the ones who are doing the teshuvah. No, he's bringing them all. So that's Rabbi Joshua's counterclaim. Each of them are going back and forth with pesukim. Which, which already I think we kind of get the point. The point is, this isn't clear. The point is, we have a certain responsibility to do the best we can with regards to Ma'asim Tobim and Teshubah. And ultimately speaking, the Pesukim and the Torah and the and Kitubim are never fully clear about exactly how this is going to come about. It says, The Pesuk says, uh, I'm looking forward to you coming to me, says In other words, I'm not coming to you first. Doesn't the pasuk in Daniel say vaishma etayesh lechoshabadim ashem ma'al mema hay ol veyarim min osmol la shamay veshava bechaya onam kil mu'ed muadim vechatzil chol napet yad am kedosh tikhlen there's going to be a mu'ed muadim there's going to be a specified time Which means to say, says Rabbi Yoshua, there is a specific time during which redemption is going to take place. So as much as you're telling me we need to go for it, let's embrace that, let's do that. But ultimately speaking, I can't tell you that it won't come without that, says the Gemara, v'shata, rabbi li'ezer, rabbi li'ezer, listening for some reason to that last source, as opposed to all the earlier ones, which you had a counter response to, which in each one of these, they, they set forth a pasuk that supported themselves says the Gemara almost seemingly leading us to a conclusion in the favor of Rabbi Yehoshua. Very briefly to summarize the Gemara. What the Gemara told us today is number one, we saw the opinions of the Tanaim with regards to trying to be mechashe v'takez. We had Rabbi Natan who warned us I don't think this is going to be an easy thing. Then we had the Gemara telling us that it's very dangerous to do such a thing. It'll mislead people. It might mislead yourself to be mechashevet And then ultimately speaking with a few other details in between, the Gemara presented for us about fundamentally what Yemota Mashiach will look like. Will they be brought forth by our action? Tishba ma'asim tovim. Or alternatively will Kivya Kadosh Baruch outstretch his hand and help in the process of redemption, Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen. And amen.